Hello and welcome to the Husky Pack Podcast. I'm your host, Don Killingbeck, and today I'm joined by no other than Alex Holtum. Alex, tell the listening audience, what, what, is, what do you do here? What is your title at Hemlock Public School District? Yeah, Don, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm the Director of Innovation, Technology, and Media Services here at Hemlock Public School District. So um, first and foremost, I am the Technology Director, but um, with that, comes a lot of innovative ideas and things that we bring to the classroom. So that's why we, uh, that's why we have a director of innovation now. And I'm, I'm happy to, happy to be in that role. Well, we're really excited uh, to have you uh, in that position, leading innovative initiatives across the district. Alex, recently the district was awarded the Innovative District of the Year from McCall, which is the premier ed tech organization in our state. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, how did we get there? Yeah, so I think it starts with uh, being a leader in one-to-one technology for nearly a decade now. And um, also, along with that, having um, basically the, the premier classroom technology setup that we've seen. And, and if it's not the premier, uh, we're going to get there because, uh, <laughs> I mean, we're always testing out new stuff. And... Um, yeah, if we're not there already, we're going to get there for sure. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, one-to-one in the classroom and uh, our instructional technology that's that's there. You know, let's kind of go over one-to-one because, you know, when we launched one-to-one, what was so interesting is the fail rate. So a lot of schools were like, I shouldn't even say a lot because we were the, the first in our county to launch with, with Chromebooks. Um, but if schools did that and launched with one-to-one devices, you know, before the pandemic, we were still, you know, only maybe a third of our, our area schools had one-to-one. And so we were still way ahead of the curve. Ours was successful. Well, many others around, not necessarily in our area, but across the state and nation failed. Can you tell us a little bit about, as we launched that, and I know you were uh, in the capacity of like a college intern when we were launching, but you were on the, the ground level, seeing our devices come in, helping actually facilitate handing them out to students and staff. Can you tell us a little bit about that initial phase that made our one-to-one work? Yeah, I think the, the main piece there was a slow rollout. So we, we planned ahead and knew that um, replacing all the devices at one time wasn't gonna be sustainable. So uh, picking certain grade levels and um, actually uh, having an internal proposal process. So certain grade levels would uh, write, you know, submit ideas for why they need these Chromebooks in their classroom. And then we pick the best proposals and um, eventually um, the, uh, the process of rolling out Chromebooks to every classroom was, uh, was, a, was a much, much wanted thing. So everyone decided like, hey, we need Chromebooks actually, you know, maybe, Maybe uh, we need to submit a proposal next. Right. So, you know, it was uh, it was very interesting watching that capacity just grow and develop. And and I remember having a, a, a teacher without a Chromebook, you know, in their classroom talk to me. And they said, hey, you know, the, the grade before me, they have Chromebooks. I don't have them. Uh, I didn't ask for them. What's going to happen next year? And I said, well, what do you think should happen? And they're like, well, I think I need to get on the same page as the kids. 
and uh, which was so enlightening that the staff really understood that you know that we needed to be able to provide that 21st century learning environment for these kids because that's what they they need to be successful couldn't agree more and uh yeah they they made the right choice for sure obviously the the future is i mean almost every school district now is one-to-one so they they definitely were on the right path yeah and so the the one-to-one in slowly rolling out building that capacity alex tell me about the night the governor shut us down you know at 11 o'clock what did that look like the next day for you because i know you were hustling around yes that was probably one of the busiest days i can remember um so uh, fortunately every kid had a chromebook assigned to them and uh unfortunately i mean most of them were um out of carts so uh, we were ripping chargers out of carts that day but we were i mean we're happy to say that we got a device in everyone's hand that friday and then school started for them online when Monday. Yeah, so, you know, that was, you know, I think something that really set our district apart is that students had devices on Friday. We started learning on Monday. And, and, hey, it was not perfect by any means. You know, I think at that time our teachers actually had 17-inch monitors at their desk. Um, Granted, during that phase they were actually at home with a a Chromebook themselves. But uh, uh, the, the ability the capacity that our staff had to turn that around and at least provide some learning for students it was mission critical for us. Well, Alex, you, you'd mentioned our classroom. You know, tell us a little bit about if somebody walked in, and I think that the misnomer here is, whether it be our one-to-one launch and slow rollout that you kind of alluded to, hey, we didn't have a lot of money. We had to stage things in a way that we could replace them and build and sustain. And I think when I look at our classroom, it's not like we had a lot of money. In fact, we were talking about, you know, naming, you know, a presentation. And one of the the things I threw out at you was like, you know, uh, bougie tech and Spartan budget or Spartan budget Mm -hmm. and bougie tech. So when you walk into our classrooms, it is, I think, state of the art. You know, it's as rich technology as you can possibly get. But at the same time, it, it doesn't feel like we broke the bank to get there. No, I, I agree with that. And um, it's it's all about finding ways to save money along the way and uh, creating a really good plan. So um, it's it's not about, you know, just just purchasing it and uh, just throwing it in the room without a plan. It's uh, it's really about looking five years out, looking 10 years out and figuring out like how this replacement cycle works. And then also, um, figuring out ways to save money, like I said. So um, installing tech yourself, doing the consulting work yourself, and um, feeling really comfortable about it. So doing the research and looking at data to uh, make those purchasing decisions. So what it, what could somebody, you know, like, you know, our listening audience may not have ever stepped into our classrooms. You know, what would they see? What do teachers have at their fingertips? Yeah, so teachers, um, they have a teacher cart setup where they have 27 inch dual monitors and a very powerful windows desktop at their disposal and then they have a a microphone system for in-room classroom audio so and that that doesn't help only students with uh, hearing disabilities it it also um, it's it's the one proven um, piece of technology that that supports uh, student achievement 
So I think that that's one big uh, big add to the classroom. And then also uh, we have a 65-inch television at the back of the room with uh, a Chromebox attached to it. So um, you know, synchronous learning wasn't wasn't a challenge for us. And uh, teachers can also display learning targets on those as well when there's no kids joining from home. So, so what you're telling me is today, like if a kid's sick, they can actually be at home and be attending class on the screen in the back of the room. Yes. So yes. The, the I think the big switch for us during the pandemic would be cameras. We went from having, I think, zero cameras in the classroom to each teacher workstation had a camera where they could interface with kids at their workstation as well as, uh, I don't know if you've mentioned it or not, the dual monitors. Um, you know, we, we installed dual monitors, 27 inch each, and, uh, and that was the breaking point. Uh, we, you know, as we shopped, we found the best monitor price point was uh, at 27 inch for our, our uh, footprints. And so we, we went with those and we added a camera so teachers could be at their desk and interfacing with students remotely, um, you know, help doing uh, Google Meets and helping kids. And then that camera in the back of the room, that 65 inch TV with the Chrome box, wireless keyboard and mouse, also has a, a camera on it. And so that allows, you know, groups of students to join in and be part of the class. Yes, that's right. And uh, also the, the teacher isn't really locked in behind their desk either. So with that classroom audio system, it can tie right into the Google Meet. So they could be up at the board and the audio could still be great quality. And it looks like the, the kids are watching a professional lecture at home. Amazing. Well, the other piece too, I don't, I don't think I heard you say it is, teachers also have a, a really nice Chromebook that's a yoga does you know not the exercise but it, it it flips and turns into a tablet, so they have a mobile device themselves, a tablet, something they can write on. I know a lot of our teachers, you know, like like myself, they love Apple, and so even though we're a Chrome district and have a lot of uh, Google Chrome and. Microsoft Office products, a lot of times they'll bring in their own iPad because that interfaces really well with their system. Yeah, no, it, it's really important to be flexible to a certain extent and um, being able to support teachers with what they're comfortable with. I mean, if, they you've, if, if they've used iPads for 15 years and come into our district and are forced to use a Chromebook, that's, that's not going to be the most effective way for them to teach. So, um, yeah, being flexible is, is really, really important to us. Well, that, uh, um, so that, you know, our classrooms are obviously uh, technology rich. Our uh, kids have one-to-one -one devices. So those are two parts of our innovative district of the year. You know, we're going to come back and we've got a multi-series that we're going to be talking about the innovative district of the year and how do we get here and what are some things people can think about. On future episodes ahead, we're going to be talking about equity. We're going to be talking about the STEM center. We're going to be talking about where the future, because Alex, I'm telling you what you 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 are on fire, thinking about knowing what your plan is for next fall and, and where we're going to try to integrate and do some uh, testing and then try out some stuff, and be able to scale that next wave of innovation is just so exciting, so modern in in bringing that classroom up to speed with what we see in the workplace and at home is just amazing. And so super excited. Do you have any parting words for episode one of innovation, you know, that we're talking about? 
No, I, I mean, obviously we could talk about this stuff all day just because we're so uh, pumped up about all the all the cool tech in the classroom. But uh, I just, yeah, the the teachers have access to some of the great greatest tech that that we've seen out there. So we we couldn't be more pleased with uh, with the support the the board of education and the the district administrators have given us. Well, with that, we're going to uh, call it an episode. And folks, just make sure that you tune in to the Hemlock Husky podcast for another great episode coming at you soon. Have a great day.